welcome to Speed Movie Minute, the podcast where we break down the 90s action classic speed one minute at a time. And where we always try to stay above 50. I'll be your SWAT officer, Roger Wistar. And I'm the wildcat behind the wheel, Bentley Michaels. <laughs> Bentley, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Um, and we're going we're gonna to close out the week. This is our Friday episode. We made it through, Bentley, I would say an emotional but fairly uneventful week. Yeah. Um, but we're going to get to some, I think we're going to get to some pretty important plot points today that are really going to be important for next week. Next week is a pretty important week and i can't wait for the stuff we're going to talk about next week mm-hmm. um but this is minute 85 of speed um this minute starts with jack alerting annie to Payne's ability to see them on the bus mm-hmm. he can see you uh and it it ends with pain enjoying being called a madman yeah and drinking coke mm-hmm so, and I, I'm excited to to talk about that. We finally figure out we we our hunt for the hidden camera um, bears fruit, um, and lots of other things like that are going to happen. But before that, are you ready to talk Wildcats? Wildcats. Oh, by the way, slight tangent. You were telling us yesterday about your dad's school where he worked, mm-hmm. uh, Willamette University. They compete in Division Three. They are the Bearcats, as you said. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a fun coincidence because that's the mascot of the um, the high school where I work. Oh, interesting. We are also the Bearcats, which is an entirely made-up animal. <laughs> yeah, that is also And true. pretty hilarious. And also, also a very common college mascot but not the one that we were talking about yesterday. Yesterday, we were talking about the mascot of the University of Arizona, the Wildcat, Annie's alma mater. Mm-hmm. And my question for you, there are nine schools in Division I that use the Wildcat as their mascot, um, including the University of Arizona. Okay. So very simply, can you name any of the other eight Division I schools? I'll tell you what, I'll give you three guesses. Are, I, were you, I got were you sharking me the other day? No, I just, right, I'll give you, I'll give I you just three remembered this to get it right. I just remembered. I, I, I made this audio. I made this audio thing years ago as a God, Christmas present, as a Christmas present. And there was these two drunk characters called the Mingus brothers. And they were from the, they were from Kentucky. And so their constant thing as they were like, like making guns and talking about stuff, they clink their beers and be like, yeah, wildcats. And I just remembered that. I was like, why does Wildcat sound so familiar to me? <laughs> you are you are unbelievable, Bentley. You're <laughs> that's right. Well done. Yes. You uh you probably got the most well known. That's probably Wildcat, why we picked except it. Except maybe Arizona. Yeah. Um, but here are here are the seven other schools. I can't believe you. Do you know any of the other ones? No, just that one because of right. that stupid thing. <laughs> I won't make I won't make you guess then. But uh, for listeners, and I think I, I mentioned this to you maybe off air. I have a weirdly encyclopedic knowledge of a lot of NCAA mascots, and it's because you know my alma mater, Duke. We go to the tournament a lot, and we end up playing against a lot of you know fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen seeds. Not this year, but uh, and so you know you'll get like Maryland Eastern Shore or some school like that, and you have to learn who their mascot is. So. Besides Arizona and Kentucky, the other schools that call themselves Wildcats are Bethune-Cookman, 
Hmm. Davidson, the Steph Curry's alma mater, huh. uh, Kansas State, okay. Northwestern, oh. um, co- coached by Duke alumnus uh, Chris Collins. There's your Chicago school. Okay. Uh, New-, New Hampshire, Villanova, three-time national champion, uh, okay. and Weber State. Oh, Weber. These are all the wild. Yeah, Weber State's the closest school to you from oh. Utah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're in Utah. Interesting. Uh, and I, I, I'm happy to say that one time they just ripped UNC to shreds um, behind this guy named Harold the Show Arsenault. Oh. That's a happy memory for me. Um, <laughs> do you want to guess what the most prolific NCAA mascot is at the Division One level? Like I'll the school one, that repeats it the guess. most? Like the school that repeats it the most? What what mascot is what schools you what mascot is used by the most number of schools? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um gosh. It's probably hard to guess. Yeah. I mean I think it's not obvious. Yeah, I I I don't even have any idea. That's okay. It's um everybody would know this because it's the mascot of Yale. No, they wouldn't know it because of that. Um it's the Bulldogs. Oh, oh yeah, because Georgetown has that. Well, Georgetown is the Hoyas. Oh, but um, uh, there are fourteen schools in in NCAA Division One that are all Bulldogs. Oh wow, yeah, there's a lot of them. I always found it interesting that our, you know, the Ducks like that. They got permission from Disney to use Donald basically as like their mascot. Oh yeah, well that was probably is that pre Mighty Ducks. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, they, they don't really use that logo. Uh, they don't use a Donald Duck logo. I mean, the bill kind of looks like it, but now, now it's like this weird D with like three streaks off the back of it or something. Oh, like I that. know what you're talking about. I'm saying, but like the Oregon Ducks. Became, the Oregon Ducks. They, they, yeah, I guess you're right. That, that duck that they use, doesn't he wear like a little sailor hat? Yeah, he's he's dressed very similarly. It's basically like they took him <laughs> and they just put him in green and yellow or whatever. Um, but you know, when Phil Knight supports the school, Mister Nike himself, like uh, you know, you you probably got a few bucks. But yeah, I've, I I found that interesting because as a kid, I was like, isn't that Donald Duck? And I read somewhere that there was like a deal struck between them or something like that. Have you seen the previews that they're coming out with a Nike movie? A Nike movie? I have not seen that. It's it's called Air. Huh. And it's going, since you brought up Phil Knight, it's going to be directed by Ben Affleck and starring Affleck in the Phil Knight role. Huh. And Matt Damon, of all people. Matt Damon is playing Sonny Vaccaro. Okay. Like, I look more Italian than Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look like Sonny Vaccaro at all, but I'm actually looking forward to that movie. I mean, Interesting. I think it's basically... The plot of the movie is this is Nike going from little known shoe company to yeah. we have Michael Jordan. Yeah, that makes sense. Which yeah. is, I mean, if hopefully, hopefully it's a good movie. And they, and well, and that's why the, the Ducks have new uniforms every single year because they're, you know, film. That was like one of their first things or something like that. Their first big sponsorship sponsorships nike's first big sponsorship was getting shoes to the ducks so now they just take care of them every year and they've got new uniforms for everything all the time and i've heard that the football well, at least i've only heard this about the football players but apparently like some of those uniforms are so weird it's like they use like lime green and yeah. like just the but the players love it 
Yeah. From what it, I've heard. It changes. They, and, and they've got, you know, obviously they it's like it's a home away in Sundays, kind of like in hockey. Like, so they've got like fun individual designs every single year they change. It's it's nuts. Well, OK, unlike yesterday, I feel like there's a decent amount of stuff here. So maybe we should we should get to the business at hand. Oh, all um, right. Eight minutes in. We can. This is where we find out um, from Keanu that um, that that Payne can see what's happening, that he can see. Yeah, he can see you. Mm hmm. Uh, and then we get to. So my first question when I watch this minute for the podcast is like, Jack is very quick to be like, OK, like, don't let on that, you know, like, just just keep looking straight, just keep driving. Mm hmm. And then he goes on like a, a gymnastic expedition to try to find this camera. So my question is like, if he's worried about Annie tipping off pain that they've uncovered his little secret, mm -hmm. how exactly is Jack going to do this without being spotted? I think his reasoning is probably like, I've been the most mobile one on the bus anyway. Oh, I see. And, and if he's seen them, you know, maybe he can kind of get away with like, because he, he goes to the door first and kind of like looks out. And so maybe mm -hmm. it's like he's doing a piece of business of like, where's the gas truck? Where's Mac? You know, because we asked about that seven minutes ago and that darn gas truck still is not here. And like, so <laughs> he kind of like does the thing and kind of like looks outside. And I don't think it's too out of character, especially if he just realized that he saw him freak out and grab a grab a thing like he. You know, I mean, that was sort of my my reasoning. And luckily it was, you know, the Easter egg was easily found. Yeah, and that probably leads me to my next question. So you've done a lot of work. You are a well-trained actor. <laughs> um, have you ever filmed with a video vision camera? A video vision camera. I mean, this is the early 90s. So, I mean, maybe... I'm just I, kidding. It's oh. a totally fake camera brand. Like, oh, okay. Gord Gordon and Yost make fun of it on the commentary. It's like, yeah, we had to put a sticker on this thing so you would believe that it was a camera. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I was just, I was thinking back to my high school days when I was in the video program. We had like these the shoulder things with the SVHSs, but like I never really paid attention to brands. So I was like, I don't know, maybe it was a video vision. Who knows? Video but, vision sounds like the store you would go down to to rent movies from if you didn't have a Blockbuster membership. Yeah, Video Vision yeah, was like the mom and pop store or whatever uh, that, that had been there for a while. Or it was like the, the knockoff uh, Radio Shack. Or perhaps the store you go to to, shall we say, get the videos that you can't always get at Blockbuster. Yeah, it, yeah. There, there's a lot of beads when you enter that store. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we find the camera. Uh -huh. um, I enjoy the score in this minute. I feel like I've been talking about the score a lot, but like well, the um, there's like drums, you know, as yeah. Jack peers around, it's like dun dun dun, and then you see the camera. Yeah, I thought that was well done. Yeah, good percussion, like giving it some gravitas and like that sort of stuff. I yeah, it, it's it's very good, and you know, it's it's also really, it's also really kind of a obvious spot so I'm, I'm glad he like found it quick because it's like an obvious spot to where obviously he's deductive reasoning not dissimilar to how i figure out whatever that thd was or whatever it was tdh of uh, about the bus like just the deductive reasoning of like well if he can see her that's also the thing that i think he goes like it's probably not in the back of the bus you know so right. like if he can like see her sweatshirt and that sort of stuff 
it's got to be some sort of fisheye, you know, I mean, not some sort, but some sort of camera up front so he can see the entire thing. So I think that's also maybe why Jack dips out so he can like dip out of frame and then kind of like be able to scan where anywhere would be to see like what he already kind of knows that he can see. And we get to see the camera too. So one of the, this is the first time with, and this is going to become an important plot point next week. Oh, that we see the feed. This is the first time we get to see Payne's closed circuit camera. Wow. Okay. Which obviously, I mean, they wouldn't show us that ahead of time because yeah, it would ruin the reveal surprise. To us the secret until now, but yeah, it's it looks kind of like you were just saying it's a fisheye lens. It seems more like sort of just your standard camera that's pointing down the length of the bus. But you know more about cameras and shooting than I do. Well, what I would say here is I, I'm getting to it again. Like I'm I'm watching it right now. Uh, good silent acting by Sa- old Sandra Bullock, like her sort of like trying to remain normal and like, what do I do? What do I do? And I like Keanu when he comes back and, uh, you know, she kind of looks around a little bit on it. it. It just the sort of way it distorts to me. And we'll see more because this is just sort of like a pan shot over to Dennis Hopper doing something that made me gaggle. But like, I think, I think it's, it's sort of fisheye just because that's such a small area that you would have to sort of widen it, you know, get, get, get that more rounded view. It's just that that everything else is like long, you know, just like, it's just like a long aisle or whatever. And so, but only the sort of front part is sort of rounded. Everything else kind of like falls into frame. No, you're right. I mean, they probably wouldn't be able to get Annie and Ortiz in the same shot if they didn't do that. Ortiz, like. Do you think that he overheard it? Because we cut to that close-up of Ortiz, and he's kind of like looking around. Like, do you think he heard it too? Well, he clearly didn't get the same instructions that Annie did. Yeah, he is kind of like, or it could just be like he tends to be someone who wants to be like officer helpful. Yeah, he's more like, what's going on? What are they doing? Why are they whispering? Like, you know, why are mom and dad whispering? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that scene before where Annie is like, "Get your ass behind the yellow line." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but- love that part, and it. On the commentary, so on the commentary, uh, Gordon and Yost definitely poke fun at the fact that, you know, they just straight up tell us in this minute that the camera can't record audio. Yeah. And it's like for no good reason except plot. Yeah. Well, and also, I don't know, like I didn't, if that's what they say, that's what they say. But for myself, knowing like closed circuit television back then. And like, you know, those sort of, you know, it's gotta be a small enough camera. Like, I don't think, you know, if you'd see them in supermarkets and that kind of thing, I don't think they had audio. Like they didn't. Oh yeah. I don't, I really, I genuinely don't think they had audio. Cause there's tons of security cam footage that, that just doesn't have audio. I, I, I think probably, you know, within the last 10 years or so, like, you know, the cameras, but they're meant to be, they're meant to be obviously sort of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Theft deterrent? Yeah, covert though, you know, so it's like. Oh, I see. So so you can't, you're not necessarily supposed to be able to see them. Um, but I know like home security stuff obviously more recently has audio because of like the ring and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, I would imagine if you looked at like old home security footage, you know, from the 90s or whatever. Or we could just Google when did security cameras get audio. <laughs> That's what well. I'll do I will right tell now. you. In part of my pre-production for this minute, I started googling hidden cameras 
And then I realized after about 30 seconds, it's like, I'm probably getting myself on a watch list right now. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I should stop. Yeah, we, we you need to expand some uh, some words around just hidden cameras. <laughs> hidden, it's it, Certain results might not be what you want. <laughs> you can know there's all kinds of hidden cameras out there. And that the for the two minutes or so that I was looking at this, I was like, whoa, there's some people that are doing some pretty shady stuff probably. Yeah. Let's see here. Security camera gets audio. Most modern Wi-Fi cameras called IP cameras come with a built-in microphone. But that's way before that's way after Many 1993. Security cameras. Yeah. I'm just No, you're right. You're right. Were were you one of those kids when you walked into like a convenience store or a supermarket where they have thin cameras who'd always have to like stop and wave to yourself? Oh. <laughs> that's funny. Um I would, yeah. If 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 you saw the if you saw yourself on the TV, for sure. And I was all I still am sometimes. Like if I'm feeling silly, uh, and I know the timing of like the electric door, like the uh like the store I go to, you know, my food store. I know how those doors open, so I know within the proximity. And I'll do the Jedi wipe, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> to open the electric doors. Or uh, and you saw I actually saw that on Halloween. I went out and uh, to get some food because I was like, everybody else is going to be out partying. So like, you know, food store will be empty. But I saw a guy in a Jedi robe and I watched him walk up to him and he did the wipe and he like and him and his friends laughed. I was like, oh, that's awesome. That makes me giggle. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and also like security cameras nowadays, uh, they can hear you up to around 15 feet or so. But yeah, they they've uh, I didn't get the year, but it says as of more recently, they come built in with microphones. So I would imagine back then it just wasn't happening. Well, I think you're right, but it is also certainly convenient for us and it will become of course. very convenient next week. Mm-hmm. Yep. As we get to uh, exploiting this particular, uh, we have found the weakness. Knowledge. Now we exploit we it. The weakness that's going to allow us Bentley to, to unload the passengers. Yes. Finally, Thank Matt God. gets his wish. Thank God. Oh, gosh. Um, I don't have much else about what happens here on the bus, but I'm sure you're excited to talk about this last cutaway to creepy, <laughs> creepy pain, creepy pain lair. Yeah, we, we get the uh, we get the uh, sort of establishing shot like here's the uh, here's the television. Here's the and the other thing I wonder is because it's it's to his left, which would be sort of over by his map computer. If we were to go back and look at earlier in the week when he was in his lair on the phone, do we see that TV or like even earlier, like when he's when it's those wide shots when we were talking about the football game, do we see that little like six by six, you know, TV anywhere in the background? Because I don't think we do. I'm pretty sure we don't. And again, I think that's because they needed to hide that fact from sure. the audience. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, that that doesn't make sense, but again, you know, plot. Yeah. Um, um but I I laughed and you heard me laugh as I was watching it again right before we started recording. Uh I just love cuz we talked about it before. He had like two or three empty Coke bottles or something like that, like on his desk. And here he is pulling out another celebratory Coke. He killed Jeff Daniels. He's going to get his he's going to get his way with the bus. Uh life is good. I've got a fizzy one. And then <laughs> it just made me laugh that it kind of overflowed. And he's kind of like, whoop. And then and then we get the newscaster giving him a nickname, and he's into it. Oh, yeah. He loves this. I think, um, yeah, I, I have thoughts about the Coke bottle and also about this newscaster. But it, 
it seems like Dennis Hopper had kind of a hard time. I mean, maybe this take is on purpose, but like he's having a hard time getting that Coke bottle open. Well, yeah, you see him. Well, because it's definitely not like a, a pop top like it is now. No. Uh, and so he definitely like jams it on the desk out of frame. And then like, so it might've been like the second time he did it. You know, so it's like we didn't see the first time he like tried to like pop it off and then, you know, and then he was trying to do the thumb. He goes, darn it. I now have to go back and do it again. And now it's going to be all fizzy. Why he just doesn't have a bottle opener? This this crazy guy. I don't know. I think it's fun, though, that well, probably the reason why he doesn't have a bottle. Well, I was going to say maybe this is the way he's learned how to be a one handed bottle opener. Oh, remember, yeah, he only has he only has one thumb. Oh, interesting. Yeah, one sure. usable thumb. So maybe he's. This is one way that he sort of MacGyvered his way to being able to pound his. You're like, absolutely correct. Coke every day. You're absolutely um, correct. That is a great little physical piece. I didn't even think about. I constantly forget that which fingers of his are blown off. <laughs> it's just. I think it's his left thumb. I'm gonna try with my left hand right now to hold my. So yeah, I mean, you, granted, this isn't a bottle; it's a can. And he I'm could. Not, I'm he not, could. He could, but. And he'd have to brace it on himself. But I think, again, he's he's been doing everything with his right hand. Mm-hmm. So we always know that he's, you know, he wants that 3.7. And, uh, you know, that's a great point. And also, that's a really great acting choice on his part. I think that's awesome. No, 100%. And I do like the fizzy Coke that he has to kind of <laughs> uh, save with his mouth. Yeah. And what is the what does the guy call him? Yeah. So, okay. So this is me. I would say I am an amateur journalist. Uh, if you go to, I was the sports information director, not the radio announcer, but the sports information director for the high school where I work for the better part of a decade, nice. which meant that I was, I was in charge of producing all the content for the athletics part of the website. Oh, so, cool. you know, I'm not, a, I've, I've written my fair share of stories. And so there's part of me that feels like, so we got our anchor here. I can't remember his name. We talked about him. I don't know, 40 minutes ago. Was that the guy um, standing on top of the bus? What's that? Was that the guy standing on top of the van outside the airport? No, no, this this news anchor, the very, you know, polished looking guy. Oh, right, right, right. Um, he's a famous local news actor. That's what you said. Uh, local That's news right. anchor. Um, and he says, you know, uh, that these people here are being held hostage at the whim of a madman. The whim of a madman. <laughs> which Dennis Hopper just thinks is the funniest thing that he's heard all week. Yeah. Now I have to say, as a journalist, I feel like, well, I, I have two thoughts. One is that's kind of inappropriate editorializing on the part of a journalist. Like, you don't know what this guy is doing. He could be a political terrorist. He could be doing all kinds of things. Sure. There's no reason to think that he's crazy. But on the other hand, I'm going to cut this guy some slack because I feel like he's probably been stuck on the air now for three hours. Yeah, and he's running and out of uh, euphemisms or whatever. At some point, you know, you got to fill, like we've been filling for this week, and you run <laughs> out of stuff to say. Yeah. I mean, you know, my five-minute UFO chunk was pretty great. It's funny. <laughs> and Dennis and yeah. Dennis Hopper thinks it's hilarious. I like his acting in that moment because he wasn't insulted. He kind of laughed. He goes, yeah, I like the whim of a madman. I like that. That's, that, that's good. You know, he... It- Sorry, go ahead. No, that was it. It 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 kind of it he I think he loves all the attention that he's getting. There's no doubt. I mean, he's not just a money-hungry terrorist. He's not just a diabolical jack torturer. He loves the attention. Yeah. Like 
this this yeah, I don't know if you remember back to when um you know, the the callback to when Helen died and he makes that joke. He's like, interactive TV, Jack, it's the wave of the future. And he kind of does um, like a little pose. He's like, hey, yeah, it's yeah, very cool. Yeah. So it, it's it is definitely amusing watching him in this minute. I wonder, I, I kind of wish, and I have the deluxe DVD, but I don't think it has any of these. I I would love to have seen like I would love to see like an outtakes reel of just Dennis Hopper from this movie. <laughs> like yeah. I don't think he got to improvise. Like I don't think he was like making up lines or stuff like that. But I sure. would have loved to have seen like 10 version, like 10 takes of this scene. I think it would have been great. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a, a lot of these sort of like thriller action movies probably don't have a I mean, I'm sure they have bloopers, obviously, but like, you know, the, it wasn't a thing that was always more for like the comedies because like around this time, like Grumpy Old Men was out. And so like during the credits, they had like a whole blooper reel of everything. And uh, yeah, so but that would be funny, like. Or it's like, you know, it, I know that they're doing it all practically, but nowadays it would be like the green screen falls down in the background. So all of a sudden you see the. uh the you know the the airport goes away and you just see like crew and light standing there and people <laughs> you know like that would be like the type of blooper that would happen nowadays or something yeah where yeah. everyone's like or you like, know jostling on the bus or whatever and then like the green screen just like slowly falls over and there's just like the mic guy and the camera guy and a script somebody with a clipboard and they're like ah oh, crap and <laughs> I mean there is one action movie of course where you always get to see a blooper reel and that's any American Jackie Chan movie yeah yeah and those are all those are always fun. Well, most of his movies, uh, well, because even the ones that were in the 90s that were produced in China first, like Rumble in the Bronx, Super Cop, um, Jackie Chan's First Strike, you know, before we got Rush Hour, all of those came with blooper reels, you know. Oh, they do? Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's my mom and I loved it. I mean, we, my mom used to take me to those. She'd be like, new Jackie Chan movie's coming out. New, and then like when Super, uh, or not, yeah, Super Cop, uh, what am I thinking? Oh, Rush Hour. When Rush Hour came out, she's like, we got to go see it. And we went watching, and they had the bloopers at the end, too. Like, that's what's cool about seeing him do that stuff, because you watch him do that stuff, and you're just like, holy crap, he can just do it. Whereas, you know, you don't see the 15 takes that it took him to be able to do it or whatever, um, which is neat. And Tony Jaw, like we had talked about, he's another one, too, that some of the stuff he does, like, you're like, I've seen some of the like you know the other takes and it's like oh boy that was real close he almost got he almost got messed up there it's like the stuff he does is like wow yeah I I remember there's one in Rumble in the Bronx that he did where he was like he was sitting down on the floor and then he rolls over backwards and presses himself up into a handstand and then does a couple of push-ups in the handstand and I remember as a kid being like I want to be able to do that and I learned how to do it it took me a long time and a lot of falling and uh <laughs> and it just mainly because i didn't have the upper body strength so i had to like do handstands up against the wall and then get my upper body strength up in order to like you know able to do that but i find after about three or four months i finally got it i was like all right that's awesome and then i just started learning how to walk on my hands i had a 70 sunken down living room in my house so that was like one step so i learned how to like walk down that and then walk up onto the other side into the kit into the dining room and then even at Enchanted Forest, there was like a two-step deal where on an upper platform that came down onto the main stage, and I had a bit where I would go into a handstand and like walk down those. 
But wow. uh, that was in my. I also did the Donald O'Connor run up the wall backflip thing during the shows. But now I'm like, oh, that sounds like a job. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're not young men anymore, Bentley. Yeah. Now I'm like, if I fall, I'm screwed. Like <laughs> something's gonna pop. <laughs> yeah. At this point, yeah, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be on crutches for a month. <laughs> well, I got nothing else, Raj. Let's Me uh, neither. Me let, neither. I do well, I have one more thing. I have our right. final pop quiz question oh, of the week. Pop quiz hot shot. Um, it's another it's another year question. I apologize for Ooh. giving you two of those in the same week. But I want uh, you to a, win. I, no you don't. I 100% do. I'm rooting for I, you. I feel well, bad I when we, I get I think, too many answers right. I really do. I, I think we've almost passed that point, but we will see. Because um, today's question is about Coca-Cola. Ooh. We're both very enamored with the way that Howard Payne drinks a bottle of Coke. Yeah. And so my question, so, you know, the, the Coke bottle shape, I believe it's called the contour bottle, but it's that classic Coke bottle shape, you know, tapered at the neck and then tapered at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, and my question for you is that when, uh, give or take five years, when was that version of the Coke bottle? Because it's gone through several iterations. Yeah. When was that version of the Coke bottle first invented? Okay. All right. I'll I uh, have whole, you... I'll give you the whole weekend to think about it. Do, do you ever um, uh, do you ever try uh like the uh the Spanish versions like from Mexico uh, of of I mean, sodas where they use real sugar? That's what I would if I could. That's what I would get. Although. Uh, I, listeners, I'm actually more of a Pepsi person. I don't know. You are. He's always drinking weird. a Pepsi Zero. That's true. Um, so I don't think I have that choice. There's no such thing as Pepsi from Mexico. Yes, there is. Oh, oh, actually, you know what? I take it back. You're right. Uh, I don't often drink Pepsi with sugar, but when I do, I always try to get the one that has real sugar. Yeah, and it's 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 more of the older logo that they still use too. It's like the lighter blue and that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. they come in glass bottles. You can I think you just buy them individually at like the supermarket, at least at my supermarket here. And uh dude, a, an ice cold beverage out of a glass bottle, there's nothing better. It's you know, a a soda like that or or a beer out of a bottle tastes way better to me. Especially if you can open it up with your one hand. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to go buy one tonight in one handed. I'll I'll take a video for you. Please do. We'll post it in Facebook. (laughs) All right. Get us out of here, please. All right. Thank you all for joining us on this week's final Speed Movie Minute. Please subscribe, rate, and review our little podcast. Help us climb the algorithm. Help us game the system. Hey, you want to be be Mr. Payne? That's all you have to do. Leave us a review. You know, hit subscribe. Uh, You know, speedmoviemin at gmail.com. You got soda facts? Hit us up. Or drop them in our Facebook group, Bus2525. Make sure that you're playing along with our uh, pop quiz chats on our Spotify feed or on our anchor page. And, uh, you know, the winner gets to go against me. And Roger, he's going to just give me number uh, questions and then give you what color is red. And uh, all links are in the show notes. We will be back on Monday with more Speed Movie Minute. But until then, and in the immortal words of Sam Silver, the bus driver... This ain't no bus stop. Cha-cha-cha. Cha-cha.